Chapter 9 Organ-Based Medicine The core problem of both medicine and all biomedical research, which would exist even if all research had become reproducible, statistically correct and exclusively patient-oriented, is the division of the human body according to organs. It is understandable that it is impossible for a single person to have all the medical knowledge at hand daily. So some way had to be found to divide the knowledge and fields of activity. The seemingly most logical or obvious way was to proceed organ by organ. So for each organ there is a specialist and a clinic. But why is that a problem, you might ask? If you remember the beginning of the first part of this book, you know that we hardly understand a cause of disease. Therefore, we must wait while this cause bubbles unrecognized until symptoms appear. Only then do we even notice the disease. Since we still do not know the cause, we name the disease after that symptom. And then we are left with nothing more than the treatment of the symptom, with the consequences that are clear to you by now. Such therapies can only be very imprecise, so that hardly any patient really benefits from them and is cured. But what could a cause of a disease look like? What would that be concretely and how would we then call a disease differently? Surprisingly, we don't have to look into the future at all, because there is one type of disease for which we do indeed know the causes and for which, as a rule, no one would ever think of naming this disease after a symptom, organ or a doctor. These are the rare diseases. They can be described by one gene. And that is why they are called for example, aceruloplasminemia. Such precisely defined diseases are almost unpronounceable, not only for laymen, but they can be diagnosed precisely and thus treated precisely in principle. What do the symptoms of aceruloplasminemia look like? Parkinson's-like symptoms, disease of the retina, diabetes mellitus, and anemia. If we didn't know the cause, patients with these mutations could easily face up to four different diseases. However, this is exactly what happens with the more common diseases whose genetic causes we do not know. Here we are currently left only with a definition based on a symptom. If these occur in different organs, the probability is high that the patient will be diagnosed with several different diseases, without us recognizing that, as far as the cause is concerned, it is the same disease, just with different symptoms in different organs. But these organ boundaries are beginning to fall. Nowadays, all tumor patients are discussed in a so-called tumor board, completely independent of the organ in which the tumor occurs. Different immune diseases with symptoms in different organs can be treated by the same drugs and scientists agree. 
that asthma, for example, should no longer be called asthma, but it is just an umbrella term for four or more completely different diseases with different causes. So this is nothing less than a revolution. Well, then let the revolution begin in part two of the book. And let's look back at the core thesis on the crisis of medicine from the now complete part one. Big Pharma is unsustainable in its current form. Biomedical research is mostly irrelevant, not reproducible, of poor quality, not patient-focused. Since diseases can neither be prevented nor cured, many become chronic. Diagnosis and therapy by organ specialists have led to a dead end. Few patients benefit from their medicines. The increase in life expectancy is stagnating and, in some countries, declining. Diseases are detected too late. Health is a product and, for some, a life goal. Healthcare providers are given false incentives to commercialize against patient welfare. Men live shorter lives. Less educated live shorter lives as well. And it adds up. When diseases are detected, the cause is not known and only the symptom can be treated. At the end of part two, we will take another look at these theses and contrast them with the core thesis on the medicine of the future, as described in part two, and already a reality today in part three. But let's pause for a moment and consider where exactly we want to go with better medicine.